Well, howdy, folks. It's your old buddy, Luke Clayton, and Mr. Larry Wysoon is standing by for our weekly visit with all of you. And I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be something <laughs> hunting-related and probably about deer. Is that right, Larry? <laughs> you know what? I think this is an appropriate time to, to talk about deer because essentially, as far as the taking of animals, I I think I have finally reached the end of the 2022 and early 2023 hunting season. Uh, it, as you're aware, and we've talked a little bit about it in the past, I'm in on a lease out in Sterling City, Texas, which is kind of uh, what we would consider West Texas. We're on a ranch that's under a managed land permit, uh, Texas Park and Wildlife approved permit. So we actually get to hunt my tail deer until the 28th of February. But uh, and it's because it's under a management program, we have to take X number of does and, and the suggested number of bucks every year based upon annual surveys, uh, current conditions, the long-term hopeful uh, accomplishments, and, and a whole bunch of other things. And, uh, you know, to put it very mildly, I finally finished up my hunting season with the taking of three white-tailed does. And uh, interesting hunts, to be honest with you, because it wasn't that kind of a typical hunt where you just kind of go out and shoot those. Yeah, and that there again, late season, like like you were hunting, that's not quite like those those though. I mean, that ranch that you're that you're on is not pressured, not overly pressured. I know that, but those deer later in the season, they're just late season deer, and they they're a little bit more. I don't know. They've I've always found them to be a little bit more wary. Uh, Sometimes, with the exception of uh, when when uh, food is really scarce, when they're hitting a you know like a food plot late in the afternoon, then they seem to just hunger takes over. But yeah, I, I know that was kind of a challenging uh, hunt. You know, you had to get out there and and probably uh, beat some brush looking for them, didn't you? <laughs> you know what? You, you, you're really right. In in that particular situation, those deer out there somehow kind of act this time of the year more like pronghorn antelope mm-hmm. because i saw and it's a sizable ranch that we're hunting and, and about half of it is relatively flat or really flat with uh, mesquites and cactus and kind of looks like some of the south texas brush country and the rest of it looks more typical of the texas hill country but in that lower country those deer act very much like pronghorn antelope in that we the, the largest herd of individual animals that i saw that were in this herd was approaching 40 animals wow and you start thinking about that and of course it's relatively open uh so it's uh, either long shots or you know hope sit and wait and all that kind of thing and and in this particular interest and then also too our bucks are starting to lose our antlers right now so I had to be really careful about what, you know, what I pulled the trigger on. But mm-hmm. in this instance, I really had to get into the and really do spot and stalk hunts and, you know, truly play the wind and, and uh, kind of crawl literally on hands and knees a lot of times from one cedar bush to, a you know, a clump of cactus mm-hmm. to a steep tree kind of thing and to get within range. And, of course, I've been, I was using a Mossberg uh, rifle and a 270 Winchester using a Oh, Hornady's Precision Hunter. It's 145 grain ELDX and scope on it, and that's a, to me is is an absolutely great combination. It's it's an affordable combination that almost anybody can have, and I, I really have come to like that particular rifle and combination. But uh, and then too, uh, in a couple of those uh, or hunts, of 
toward the tail end, I was using a, uh, a handgun. I love hunting with handguns. I'm shooting a uh, Taurus uh, Ragent Hunter in a 454 Kazoom and, uh, of course, with Horny ammo and Trigicon sight kind of thing. But, again, it's one of those things to where with the handgun, I feel very comfortable with that combination out to about 100 yards from a solid rest. And uh, getting within 100 yards uh, of... Uh, <laughs> of, of that many eyes, and most of those were grouped up to where you very seldom saw less than about four or five in a group, a lot of times, ten of them. So you start thinking about all those eyes, ears, nose, and, and uh, it really made it for a, a, a challenging hunt. It was like hunting a really wary old whitetail buck to try to get within uh, shooting distance of those does. Uh, there's easier things to do for sure in in the hunting world and get that close to a bunch of bunch of deer. Yeah, they're looking every direction, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That now that's a Mossberg Patriot that you're shooting, and I've Absolutely. got one just yeah. like it, Larry. I have, you know, I I've had mine for well since the the November since the hunting season. <clears throat> I really like it, and the accuracy I was happy with it. Uh, have you? Uh, what caliber is yours in? The one that I have is a, is a two seventy. I've also mm-hmm. got a, a thirty out six that I just bought. Uh, had a really pretty piece of wood on it, and I'm a sucker for good looking wood. So, but I've hunted with that with with the two seventy, and you know, I kind of like the old rounds. I'm I'm anxious to try their new one that they just came out with in a seven uh, PRC. Mm-hmm, right. Is, uh, and I'm, a, and I'm a, I've been a big fan of the seven by fifty seven. 280 for for years and it's, it's very similar to that i think in a lot of different ways but uh trying to get trying to find one of those right now and when i do i'm going to glom onto it but uh, i love the older rounds and 270 has been around my gosh almost probably 100 years now and yeah. of course, old 30 out six have been around a lot longer and you know there's a lot of those new zip zam zoomers out there in terms of rounds and, and all that kind of calibers and that kind of thing. But the, to me, there's something special about shooting those older guns, or not older guns necessarily, but uh, older rounds. You, you bet. Yeah, mine is, is not an older, older, older round. It, it's 6.5, but I've, I've wanted those. I didn't really get caught up in the six in the Creedmoor, oh, the excitement there in the beginning, <clears throat> but I had a chance to, to use one out there actually with you, la- uh, not this season, yeah. last year out there in West Texas. And, uh, had a scope go go crook on me there, and I had to switch over and use uh, the guide's rifle. But uh, I just liked. I started reading a lot about six point five, and and you mentioned two seventy. Yeah, that to me that that's. Uh, it, it was kind of hard to leave my two seventy <laughs> in the gun rack when I was picking out a gun to go a rifle to go hunting with. But after <laughs> spending some time at, at the range with that Mossberg Patriot and. Uh, I, the the gun I let put it this way the the rifle that I left in the rack I had ultimate confidence in because I've shot it a bunch and it was kind of like uh, I don't know how to describe it it's kind of like forsaking my old deer rifle there you know and look back at it and I almost you know it's kind of <laughs> blinked a couple of times <laughs> and if uh, I left it in the case and I, I grabbed that uh, that Patriot and yeah yeah that six point five is a sweet round I mean you know. Now, yeah, I'm a, I'll make this statement, and I, it, it's just the truth of the matter. And anybody that's hunted listening to us knows this. Out to 200 yards, it don't make any difference what caliber you got. I believe that. <laughs> now, that's just me. I'm no bu- 
ballistics expert, but I can pick up an alt six. I can pick up my thirty thirty with a scope on it. I'm good. You know, I know where it's hitting. I know where it's shooting. But man, past that, <laughs> you know, there it really gets important. Some of the the calibers. I mean, I wouldn't be using my my old thirty lever action thirty thirty for three hundred yard shots. Although an expert could probably execute such a shot, knowing the the drop and everything, but inside 200, most of them with good bullets will get it done, won't they, Larry? Yeah, they they really will. You and I both talked about hunter accuracy in the past, and you know, to me, I I want to I, I love rifles that look good, but I want them also to be extremely accurate, mm-hmm. to where I can essentially put same you know bullet in the more or less the same hole at 100 yards. Uh, to, to me. But when you get right down to it, it, if you can keep that shot within a four to six inch group, wherever that distance is that it starts going beyond that, if your group says that's really where you ought to quit shooting, you know, and not shoot at those kind of distances, because that average uh, white-tailed deer kill zone, if you will, the vital zone of the heart and lung area is probably about, oh, maybe 10 by 10 inches long and about eight inches tall. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And really, if you put a bullet through the vital zone, you know, that animal's not going to go very far, kind of thing. So, But the beauty, like, like that 6.5 is, and, and a lot of the hornet ammo that they've come out with there as of late is so much research has gone into it. But uh, with those ZLD-X bullets, which, gosh, I've shot a lot of different bullets in my lifetime. And to me, that's still one of the most fantastic hunting bullets that I've ever shot. But with that 6.5, it's a, it's a longer... Uh, bullet itself, so the ballistic coefficient is better, which means that it you know travels quick, faster mm-hmm. travels with less drop, and 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 still is providing a sufficient amount of downrange energy, you know, to, to cleanly take an animal down at, at greater distances. And that ELD X bullet has really had a fantastic job in in, in uh, you know us being able to do that. But yeah, that's six point five. One of my favorite old cartridges. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really uh, though sweet, and if you really compare figures, it really it, it's as good. And in some instances, it outdoes that six point five Creedmore. But uh, you know, there it's a new caliber. It's been you know around now for a few years. But my gosh, it is a fantastic, particularly a white-tailed deer and, and of that size animal round uh, with a well-constructed bullet and knowing something about. Uh, your gun and, and your capabilities with it, but also knowing, uh, you know, where the vital zones are in an animal and when to take a shot and when not to take a shot. You know, that's true, Larry, and that, that carries over. I shoot the big bore air guns quite a bit, but also oh, yeah. hunt with a bow and a muzzle loader and everything else. But but I've uh, actually hunting editor uh, for a uh, big bore air gun publication, and I get to shoot a lot of the different ones. And I've got some, some friends that are, uh, they've been shooting uh, PCP guns since they were quacking bush, since he came out with the first one years right. ago, or since he was a custom maker. And uh, I've got some buddies that feel honestly very comfortable, and I feel comfortable with them doing it, taking white-tailed deer out to, say, 150 yards. Now, that's <clears throat> that uh, big chunk of lead that you're shooting through a big-bore air rifle 
pushed at about three uh, by three thousand psi of air, you know it's going to tail off after about seventy five yards. It's going and after a right. hundred, it's you better know how far it is. If you're shooting 150 yards, you know, you better know where to hold or you, you know, it's not ethical. It's not for me because people ask me about those, those big boy air guns. How far out do you shoot? And I said, well, I've shot them out farther just on paper, but as far as a hunting situation, I've never taken an animal more than about 75 yards. I've in the right situation, I would use those out to a hundred, but I just try to hunt in close and, you know, get the get the deer and the hogs and stuff that I shoot. Most of them I've killed closer to fifty yards, really. But um, it's it's fun. Whatever your whatever weapon you're using, and that could equate back to a bow. It's all about knowing where that projectile is going to be at a certain distance, isn't it, Larry? You know, that's exactly yeah. And and does it still have enough energy? Right. You know, punch into that animal and, and go through the vitals kind of thing and and uh you know where where when we start talking about this to me one of the great things about it is is this is a perfect time we're talking about uh different types of firearms and, and uh, you know even bows and that kind of thing but right now is a great time if you're looking to to buy a different gun a different caliber a different scope you know uh, whatever it is uh, handgun shotgun muzzleloader rifle bow crossbow and i guess even to the point of spear that is a great time (laughs) to really start doing that to get ready for next hunting sure particularly if you got you know if you got something new that you want to try or now's a great time too to try a bunch of different loads as well Mm -hmm. in uh, a particular rifle what i'll do a lot of times is i know three or four guys that shoot the same caliber round that i do and what we'll do is, okay, you buy a box of this, 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 and we'll each run maybe three, however many there are, we may run three rounds of each uh, ammo through that rifle scope combination to try to determine which is the, the most accurate for that particular rifle because rifle barrels, fist barrels, uh, muzzleloader barrels, all those things, and I'm sure the air gun barrels too. They have, they seem to have a preference for a particular style of bullet or a particular uh, bullet weight in particular velocity. You know that you push that bullet through that barrel. So this is an ideal time to to, to, to do those kind of things because uh, you know, in, in what you find out, what you which your gun likes best, and okay, you know, you want to spend a little bit more time during the summer shooting at the bench, but then. Shooting off of shooting sticks and off of stumps and logs and whatever else you might be hunting, you know, later on. And by the time hunting season comes around, you're going to be pretty proficient with that gun, and you're going to know the capabilities of it at the distances, and you're going to know your capabilities with it. That's very true. Well, you know, Larry, here uh, very soon, I would like you to invite folks. I'll give some of the details, but uh, come and visit with Larry and myself and a whole bunch of other outdoor folks in Greenville, Texas on March the 4th. Larry, we're going to have our fourth annual uh, outdoor rendezvous. And I met with uh, with the folks down in, in Hunt County. That Now, for people listening that it's not from Texas, you know, uh, Greenville is about, oh, an hour east of Dallas, right on I-30. And we're on uh, the top rail cowboy church their grounds out there uh it's like 15 acres wooded a lot of oak trees out there campfires going chuck wagons music larry this is <laughs> this was going to shape up to be a lot of fun buddy you know it has been a whole lot of fun in the past and this one's going to be a little bit more spatial as far as i'm concerned of course there's food available 
Uh, yeah. There's all kinds of things. Luke Clayton, by the way, is a fantastic camp cook. And for those of you who are not yet aware of that, and, and generally he makes a big old pot of cobbler that is out of this world. And I'm usually the guy that's trying to steal that cobbler and hide it from everybody else because I want it all for myself. We're going to have some cobbler. And I've got some news for you, Larry, and for all Uh-oh. our friends. Now, if you're up in, around Dallas, March the 4th, come on out there. I'm talking about pull up a, a camp stool and sit around the fire with Larry and, and me and a ton of folks you're going to enjoy. The pastor out there, Charlie Nasser, I met with him. He opens his grounds up for this each year. Uh, and he went on a, a pheasant hunt about two weeks ago up in Kansas oh my and got a bunch of pheasant. And he says, Luke, do you know, uh, I've got a bunch of pheasant. Uh, uh, do you ever cook those? I said, look, my nephew was with me who was a camp cook on when we outfitted up in Colorado. Old Billy says, he's got a secret on those pheasant. So here's what I'm going to do. The, the, uh, they have a, a chuck wagon and a crew there, you know, now. Oh, yeah, they right. had one last year, but the, the church there, the Top Rail Cowboy Church, they've got their own cooking team. So I'm going to connect with the honcho of the cooking team. And I already committed to the pastor, to the preacher there. I said, okay, I know a recipe that is awesome for these pheasants. But if you don't watch it, pheasant can be very, very dry if you don't know oh, what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> So I've got a plan. I'm going to meet with these guys, and I'm not going to really have time to do it all, but I can do most some of it. Get them going. Uh, get those pheasant all all tenderized in a big big old Dutch kettle, and then debone them, and make some mushroom gravy with some rice. That uh, th- if they don't like that, I, you know I I can't I can't help them. But that hey, be in, be ready for that. That's coming too, Larry. I, I, I tell you what, I will be ready. For that. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed visiting with you, Larry, like I've always do. Whatever we're doing, and and definitely all of our friends listening uh, across the country, you know. Absolutely, and I, I would dare to say there are few of around the world too, because Forty Classics Daily yep. is such a fantastic site and of course the sporting classics magazine to me is is that publication that all other outdoor publications ought to aspire to be kind of thing and you know we've been with these guys now for a while really appreciate it and yep. uh, to me i just absolutely love sporting classic magazine sporting classic daily and they do such a great job with it and we're just truly honored to be a part of it so thank you guys from sporting classic sporting classic daily by the way Yep, and folks, we will see you right back here next week with some more outdoor talk.